When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast on this, as we tape, the first day of the school year. My name is Chris Plank. As always, we appreciate you downloading and subscribing by simply logging on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast or by looking for Oklahoma Sooner Podcast through iTunes. Again, if you go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast right there on the page under the cartoonish drawing of my big fat head, there is a player that has all of our archives. So if you're like me, I used to always listen to all my podcasts on my phone, but since I've had to regress a little bit thanks to some phone damage, I listen to them all on my laptop now. You can easily access every episode we've done of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And, might I add, you can also subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, whichever way you go about listening and following along in the podcast world. I think we got you covered. We've got you covered at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. We have a very football-heavy show. For you today. We'll kick things off with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, and sideline analyst, Teddy Lehman, talking about where Toby put the Sooners in his preseason top 25 countdown from his radio show. And then later on in the program, we'll do a little bit of, I guess, self-promotion. For those that have been following along, you get it, you know there's been incredible coverage at Soonersports.com and Soonersports.tv of practices. And now that camp is broke and we get into kind of a regular routine, 
that coverage will continue and intensify. So we thought before we went into pre- – I mean, a week from today, as we tape this, we'll have the first Lincoln-Riley press conference. You know, you, you get into that regular routine of game week. We'll have three players on next Tuesday's podcast. It's It's exciting. But as we get into that regular routine, I still feel like there's a lot of prep to do. So we have uh, asked podcast regular Jessica Cootie to come on with us. And then so far, they have given you at Soonersports.com a preview of the quarterback position, the running back, the offensive line, the defensive backs, and the linebackers. And we're going to play those two-minute previews for you and then kind of get Jess's perspective on some things that stood out to her as she put these, I I don't want to say features because they're not truly features, but these pieces together that are kind of previewing what the depth chart might look like, what these position battles have looked like throughout camp, and now as we prepare for the 2017 season, which is right around the corner. So it's it's a very busy football edition of the Sooner Sports podcast today. So what do you say we get it started? Without further ado, the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, Toby Rowland, who gave us plenty of time on Friday's podcast, had an opportunity to kind of go in depth, if you will, as we get set for 2017 to get going. Uh, On Toby's show, he does a countdown, a countdown of the top 25 teams in college football. And as it's interesting, because as we tape this, the AP Top 25 has just been dropped. We'll tell you where the Sooners fell in that whenever uh, we wrap up with Toby and Teddy. But Toby in his preseason Top 25 put the Sooners at number five and talked to Teddy Lehman about why he had the Sooners where he had them and if the former Sooner All-American agreed. It's going to be a tough fiscal ball game. Lincoln was asked after the scrimmage on Saturday, kind of in a roundabout way how he you know uh, plans to use kyler and all that kind of stuff and he played coy about it i'm not telling you he kind of joked around a little bit said if he's holding kicks i wouldn't tell you all that kind of stuff how do you think they're going to use kyler if they use kyler i don't know if they have a package for him if he's been in the spring he was he was really good and he had a nice spring and everyone was just kind of blown away by his speed and athleticism if that's continued through training camp, then I think in some big games, in some big opportunities, they may find a way to get him on the field. Here's the problem, though. The last thing you want to do is have your best player, Baker Mayfield, standing on the sideline or not touching the ball just because you want to try and give Kyler Murray some reps. If it makes sense and he's that good with the ball and in short yardage or, or some different areas of the field that gives you a real advantage, then you do it. But if it's something just to try and keep him engaged and keep him locked in, then I don't do it. I, I got one of the best players in the country, Baker Mayfield. I'm not taking the ball out of his hands. I totally get that. I totally agree with that. There has to be a situation where that is the better option than having Baker Mayfield on the field, which I think there could be some occasions. You mentioned short yardage. That could be beneficial. Also, just eating up opposing practice time, don't you think? Could yeah. be official. If they, I mean, if they know this is something they could or, or will do in college, practice time is so precious, that could be even beneficial, right? There was – I'll go way back a million years ago whenever I was in the NFL. So the Wildcat was just getting started. And if you remember the Miami Dolphins, they ran the Wildcat. They had Ricky Williams and some other guys. Ronnie they ran Brown. The Wildcat. Yeah. So – they ran the Wildcat, and they ran it quite a bit, some games. 
other games, they wouldn't even get in it at all. But whenever they do it, they do it in a series, and they'd run about four or five different formations. So in order to prepare for that, every single defense that you run during a week, you've got to line it up and make all the adjustments and the motions and the shifts and everything through every defense you have, and it absolutely chews up practice time. Without a doubt, chews up a ton of practice time. you got to devote a ton of time making sure everyone's lined up properly. So, uh, yeah, I could see them in some games early on, like against UTEP, marching Kyler Murray out there in some exotic formations just to run the ball just to where Ohio State has to chew up some time. That would be something that, yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine they would probably do more than giving him the ball in some critical moments in big yeah. games whenever you're not, you know, whenever you got Baker Mayfield there. Biggest concerns for you if OU is going to beat Ohio State are what? And so what do you need to see against UTEP that would help you feel better about Oklahoma's chances? We've got to run the football. We have to be able to run the football without a doubt. That's what's made our offense so good over the last, you know, several years going back. Um, you know, pretty far now that we've run the ball really good. They've got to continue that. If you can't win the line of scrimmage and run the football against Ohio State and they can just, you know, get you in some third and longs, and that's what they want to do. They've got a great defensive line. They've got great pass rushers. They've got good cover guys. If they can get you in some third and in tough situations, it's going to be a long game, especially being on the road. It's going to be loud. Those third and longs are really, really tough on the road. So you've got to be able to run the football. I mean, to me, that that's the biggest thing that, this year for the offense. Let me pause you Why right there before you say right, yeah. before you say anything defensively or wherever you're going to. Oh, you might have the best offensive line in the country. Ohio State might have the best defensive line in the country. Certainly one of the best. If OU can run the ball against Ohio State, and I don't know if they can, but if they can with success, I mean, watch out, right? I mean, there's nobody in the Big 12 that can stop them if Ohio State can't stop them. No. Oh, without a doubt. If, if you can run the ball against Ohio State, then you're not going to have – you'll go through the Big 12 like a hot knife through butter. There, there's no doubt about that. The question is, though, I mean, can we do that? Like I said, yeah. the, the wide receiver issue is we're going to be fine there. Baker's going to make that group. They're going to be productive. Are, are we going to have a bullet in a cough award winner? Highly doubtful, but we're going to have a lot of production there in the passing game just because of how good the quarterback is. The running game, to me, is, is the big key. And we're talking about, whenever I say, can you run the ball, I'm talking about, with you got them as the number five team in the country, and that's pretty much, that's about where everyone has them. Uh, most people are going to have them as the favorite for the Big 12. So what we're talking about with Oklahoma, I'm saying, can you run the ball at an elite level, talking about trying to win a college football national championship, right? And that's going to be the big thing for me because I just, I'm having a hard time saying that Joe Mixon, who I think was the best running back in last year's NFL draft and Samaje Pirine, who's the all-time leading rusher at Oklahoma, both of those guys leave in one year. I'm having a hard time thinking our running game is not going to have a little bit of a hiccup, a little bit of a step back. All right. We got, we got about a minute here. Not a lot of time. The same question on defense. Uh, what's going to beat Ohio what, State? If they're going to beat Ohio State, what do you need to see against UTEP? Um, we, we've got to be able to rush the passer big time. 
we've got to be able to stop the run big time. I'm not worried about our secondary. We've got good cover guys. We got we're deep at corner now. We've got three, four guys that you trust out there at corner. We've got good safety play. Uh, you know, Will Johnson is is still doing really well at the nickel stop, uh, spot. Whenever they bring him in there at nickel, uh, the question is, can we pass rush? You know, Oboe's really good, but what ha- everyone that has one good pass rusher runs into some serious problems because whenever you, especially whenever he's an outside rusher, when he's an outside rusher and you can just chip or you can put a tight end over there over the top of him for the entire game, well, then he's pretty much negated. That ha- then the rush has to come from someone else. So we know Oboe can get there. Who's going to be the number two guy? Who's going to put the pressure on the quarterback? That's the most critical thing, especially in this conference. And then the young guys at linebacker. There's a ton of athleticism there. We got guys that can run. We got guys that can hit. But are they going to make mistakes? Training camp can be really easy whenever you're seeing the same offense. You're installing all of your defense, but it's, it's training camp rules, right? So all the rules are real basic. You go into game week all of a sudden, and whenever you've installed whatever coverage, cover three, um, now in game week you're going to start making a ton of adjustments to that. And by the time you kick the ball off on Saturday, that cover three has completely different rules than the way you installed it in training camp. And those young linebackers, are they going to be able to you know, uh, grasp all of that and be able to retain all that information through a given week? So I'm, I'm worried about those guys with some mental errors out there. Not worried about the physical part. Just worried about the mental part. So good stuff from Teddy and Toby and a little bit of looking ahead to Ohio State. But I think, you know, again, we're not breaking any news here, but I think for a majority of Oklahoma Sooner fans, no offense to UTEP by any stretch of the imagination, that's a that's a hungry football team that's looking to prove something this year. I think naturally your eyes start to wander, your focus starts to shift to week two in the showdown with Ohio State. You can't help it. Now the team's not doing that. But as fans, you do, so Toby and Teddy, with a little bit of a preview there of what to expect in week two of the college football season for Oklahoma as they travel to Columbus to take on Ohio State. Now, with week one squarely in our sights, I mentioned that as we are taping this, just moments ago, the AP Top 25 was released, and for the 15th time in the last 17 years, the Sooners ranked in the AP preseason Top 10. Oklahoma checked in at number seven. It marks the 18th straight year that the Sooners have appeared in the preseason top 25, which is the second longest current string behind Ohio State. Total, for those those of you that are number nuts, kind of like I am, this also represents the 59th time that Oklahoma has appeared in the preseason AP poll, which is second most behind Ohio State. Oklahoma's all-time preseason average AP rank is 6.7, which is best in the nation. Oklahoma is one of five Big 12 teams in this season's AP preseason poll. Did I say did I say season enough in that? You've got uh, Oklahoma State at 10, Kansas State is 20, West Virginia 22, Texas is 23. TCU, by the way, was also among the top teams receiving votes. Oklahoma already the preseason pick to win the Big 12 conference and open up against UTEP on September 2nd. Now, with that in mind, we got to talk about some position battles. If you have some time, I would encourage you to log on to Soonersports.tv and kind of go through the process that we will today. Just add the pretty pictures to the audio. 
And we'll start our preview by looking at the one position that I think we would all agree might just be the most talented position on the field. Uh, It definitely has one of the most exciting players on the Sooner roster. It is the quarterback position. And Jessica Cootie gives you a little bit of a snapshot. Baker Mayfield is listed on just about every possible preseason watch list a quarterback's name can be on, and rightfully so given his record-setting season in 2016. But the Heisman finalist is far from satisfied as he enters his final fall camp with the Sooners. Not only does Mayfield expect even more from himself in 2017, but he's raising the bar for this entire team, especially the younger players in his own position room, with one of the big questions here this fall camp being, who will earn the backup nod in the next few weeks? Quite frankly, everything I've done 2015, 2016 doesn't matter. I just have a big picture mindset and want to win a national title, so i got to do everything. And- my power to, to make that happen. Despite all the, the great things he's done in his career, there's still so many things that we've identified that he can do better. And uh, so we're, you know, we're pushing hard towards that. We're pushing hard to get him acclimated with a lot of these new guys, especially the new skill guys that, you know, that we'll have offensively. I think getting myself ready and just the rest of the team uh, ready to start fast, something that we've, we haven't done the past two seasons that I've been playing. So uh, that's my goal, to get us ready, prepare like we have a game, you know, a week from today. Just got to set the standard. If I'm a starter and they don't want to beat me out and, and play to my capabilities, then they shouldn't be here. That's, that's what competition's all about, is you want to beat the guy in front of you, uh, not just the guy you're competing with, the guy in front of you too. So uh, they should have that mindset. I think we have a very, very talented quarterback room. I, I think we might have the best one in the country. So uh, all the confidence in the world, whoever's behind me and whoever's after that and after that. And we've got, you know, several guys that have been here, that have been in the system, that, that have been here at OU. You know, they've gotten kind of that learning curve and that initial experience behind them. So they need to, they need to jump in and be ready to go. Good stuff uh, from Lincoln Riley there, Baker Mayfield. When you hear Baker talking about the quarterback room, it is much different in 2017 than it was in 2016. Last year, Austin Kendall, fresh out of high school, right into the backup role. And due to Cody Thomas deciding to play baseball, you had uh, a couple transfers in there as well too. So uh, Austin Kendall was called upon to be the backup and this year, you've got a little depth in there. So you look around, a couple walk-ons have played really well. You have Kyler Murray. So a much different feel in that quarterback room because of the experience that you now have. As we transition to the running back room, much different mindset altogether where all the experience has gone out the door. Jess has more. No Samaj P. Ryan, no Joe Mixon, no problem, according to the members of this Oklahoma football team who have the utmost confidence in the running backs on this current Sooners roster. As big of an impact as P. Ryan and Mixon made here, it's time for a new generation of ball carriers to make their own mark, and it's a very welcomed opportunity by a very hungry group of running backs. You know, at OU, our mentality is next man up, and we have a bunch of young guys that, that are physically able and mentally able to take over that job. This is Oklahoma. As I've stated many times before, running backs want to come to OU. So, you know, we got some good players, and we got the guys that we're looking for in our offense, too. I mean, since Coach Riley and I kind of started doing this thing together a couple of years ago, we've been picking guys out that we feel like fit our offense uh, for us and what we want to get, get accomplished here. And, 
and, and these guys all do it. We know what was here before us, and uh, we just use that to our advantage, and uh, just we keep working every day. Uh, we come in the film, you know, we're looking at everything, trying to fix everything, and uh, we're just trying to make sure everything on point, so when we're on the field, everything goes smooth. The running back room as a whole just takes great confidence in our coaching. Coach Board does a great job with us and uh, getting us prepared and you know physically and mentally. I've uh, been really pleased with what we've seen so far, just being competitive uh, in, in the throw game, uh, understanding where the points of, points of attacks are for our, our run game, and uh, just overall just doing what we need them to do offensively. I feel pretty good about where we're at right now, I do. I, I think that we got a number of guys right now that are all kind of on the same level, and uh, I feel like they can all contribute to us on weekends. You know, each one of them has the ability to make their own mark, and, and with Coach Bolwer, Coach Riley, and this system, you know, um, if they're bought in, then they can do it. That was Dimitri Flowers, by the way. You also heard from Abdul Adams, and of course, running backs coach Jay Bulwer. Only 20% of Oklahoma's rushing, uh, rushing yardage total returns from 2016, and and I think it probably be a statement, an obvious statement to say a majority of that probably came from Dimitri Flowers in the Iowa State game, and then a rather large portion probably from Baker Mayfield as well. So the running back, definitely a, a position we'll all have an eye on heading into 2017. If it's going to be Rodney Anderson, Abdul Adams, Trey Sermon, Marcella Sutton, whoever it is, uh, obviously stepping into an offense that now you have coaches like Jay Bulware said, that have found the running backs that are tailor-made towards what they want to do. Not saying anything negative by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, how can you? The all-time leading rusher just went to the NFL and might start for the Redskins. Joe Mixon might beat out Jeremy Hill in Cincinnati. It's just uh, it's a little bit of a different mindset that you have now because so many young guys are being called upon. Speaking of depth, oh, does Bill Biedenboe have it? Jess has more. Lincoln Riley says it's the most important position on the offensive side of the ball. Good thing for Bill Biedenboe. The offensive line is the most experienced and the deepest position on this entire team. There's a lot of talk leading up to this football season that this could be one of the top O-lines in the entire country. But this is a group that wants to put in the work here in August to prove that they are come September. It's definitely a goal. You know, we want to be number one in the country. You know, we got to earn it. You know, earn it every day we're out here. Fall camp is where you become the best offensive line. Fall camp is honestly the most important time. You have to do all these work and this technique by yourself to get it down. But you got to work as a group, all five of you guys together to have like group muscle memory kind of. Fall camp is the time to do it, get all these reps in and uh, just try to work as a unit as best we can. Anytime you get, have guys with experience, you can, you know, experiment with some different things. Most of these guys have played in a ton of games you know, up to this point. So they've seen a bunch of different looks, um, different movements, different stunts. So they know how to, to react to it. So now you can take the teaching to a different level and, and start teaching them some more advanced techniques. So it's been good. Oh, it's a very hungry group. You earn your spot every day. You got to come out here and compete and work your butt off because if you take a playoff, the guy behind you is going to work his butt off. I mean, the competition is crazy. We have no clue who's going to play. Like we had the five guys who played last year. That's just how it ended up. Every day is a competition. Every play is a competition. Good stuff from Orlando. Orlando Brown there. You also heard from Drew Samia and uh, Bill Beatonboat as well. That's that's the great thing about the battle right now on the offensive line is you're probably about eight deep with the injury to Alex Dalton, maybe we'll say eight. Uh, but you're definitely three deep at, at center. I don't know many of the co teams across the country that can say that. And then with the versatility of those guys, and Creed Humphrey, Jonathan Alvarez, and, and Eric Grin. You can do a lot of different things, maybe more specifically Alvarez and Humphrey. But, I mean, this, as far as depth at a position, you just felt like you heard from the two positions that might have the best depth. 
offensive line, and quarterback. Or at least maybe the position groups where you feel the most confident heading into the season. Right along with offensive line, I put my money with the defensive backs. Well, they came in together as freshmen, and they'll go out together as seniors. Jordan Thomas and Stephen Parker have been fixtures among the Oklahoma secondary pretty much since they stepped on campus. With a combined 58 starts and having seen action in 77 games between the two of them. They're two of the undeniable leaders of this Oklahoma defense, but especially among a young, talented group of defensive backs with two of the very heated battles here in training camp being at the open spots in the secondary alongside those veterans. It's our last go around and you know we've been beat up you know the first couple years we here we were here you know we weren't as good as we wanted to be yeah we had our spurts here and there but we want to be more consistent um, every down and, and just have a, a more shut down secondary if you will. You have two guys two older veterans that, that have been here for four years they're going on four years they kind of know what they're doing know the system we can basically help out those young guys those young guys are learning from us so uh, you know just just with our experience, we're going to get the chance to get them better, and they're making us better, you know, just being young and flying to the ball, flying around, making plays. It's a dogfight every single day. You're like, ah, oh, okay, he won it this way, or he won it this day. It's not like anyone's taking any steps back. It's just that person, or, or whoever it is that day, is just setting themselves apart from it. Jordan Thomas and Stephen Parker, obviously the two guys that anchor that secondary, and as fall camp is now wrapped up, he was talking about the battle between Pernell Motley and Jordan Parker at that other corner position. You're talking about a battle involving freshmen at that safety spot next to Stephen Parker with a name like Robert Barnes. You have a veteran like Will Johnson. I, you, you can't help but be impressed with the job that Kerry Cooks and then as a defensive coordinator, Mike Stoops has, has done in really rounding out and building that secondary. Now, from the secondary, we move up to a position that there are some questions at, but also there's some superstar potential that's a linebacker. The Sooners returned two of their three leading tacklers from 2016 in senior linebackers Obo Okoronkwo and Emmanuel Bill. Throw in the now sophomore Caleb Kelly, and it's a position that is not short of experience. Added to the mix this training camp is a very talented group of young linebackers, and what you've got is a ton of versatility and the ability to move quickly here in the first few days of camp. We were extremely young a year ago. When you look at Emmanuel and Caleb playing for the first time at this level, that's that's hard to do. Both players, you can just tell, are night and day uh, ahead of where they were a year ago at this time. They're, they're both totally different players, playing faster and more aggressive and, and understand their position so much better. So, you know, we've grown in those positions. Uh, uh, so we feel good and then have an both. Replacing Jordan Evans, obviously, is the, a priority of this camp. I feel like we can move a lot quicker since we have a lot of experience. So there's not much teaching you have to do besides the stuff we already know. So we can move fast, fast, fast. And that's all about, that's all our defense is, moving fast. Oh, the experience is everything. Everything's moving fast. Everybody's flying around, talking, chirping out there. It's like a whole nother defense. Oh, the young guys, they're learning fast. The light years ahead of me when I was a, <laughs> a freshman. Obo Karankwa, who, by the way, is on every single preseason watch list that you can find. Uh, absolutely amazing season last year. Had never started a game prior to his junior campaign and started, what, all but one that he missed with an injury. Was the dominant force in the Sugar Bowl. He, uh, he completes that linebacker group. But with this 4-3 defense in 2017, uh, he's also a guy that I guess you could consider a defensive end. With that in mind, uh, we'll learn more about the defensive ends on Fridays podcast. Speaking 
of learning more about this Oklahoma Sooner football team. As you just heard, no one has had their finger on the pulse more so than Jessica Cootie. So uh, in addition to talking about some really cool features that Jess has coming up, I kind of wanted to get her perspective as she joins us here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, Jess. Was there anything that you maybe didn't think, didn't know, learned going into these position previews, which, again, as you mentioned, defensive line will drop later today. Was there anything that you learned that maybe surprised you or kind of caught you off guard or, or, or really caught your attention through these position previews? No, I think the biggest thing for me is it seems to be that um, there's consistently from top to bottom on all the positions there seems to be more depth. You know, um, more people kind of fighting for positions than than maybe in in a couple of years that we've had. And and you know maybe there are certain positions that have had a lot of depth, but this seems like to be the most confident in the depth that I feel like this coaching staff has had in a while. You know, because you, you talk about quarterbacks. Remember last year it was Austin Kendall, was it? Um, you know, and then. Running backs last year, yes, you had two phenomenal running backs, but you had two basically that that were um, playing all the time. This year, you they feel like they've got five wide receivers. Um, you know that was a position that they you know had, felt like they had a lot of players uh, playmakers, but it ended up being Didi that emerged, and so that will be again the case here. But they have a lot of guys that they're really um, excited about: defensive back, you know, cornerback, especially safety, both have um, depth, and then linebacker as well. So, um, you know, it just seems like across the board from top to bottom, they seem to be more excited about, you know, the the pieces that they have in place that maybe if something happens and they need to step in, they'll be confident in those guys. According to some people that have covered this team for a long time, that was the first post-scrimmage interview that uh, either Bob Stoops or a coach had done since 2007, whenever they had the battle between Sam Bradford and Keith Nickel. But for the most part, as they wrapped up camp, Jess, I mean, the, the I guess the only news is kind of the injury reports that have been out there. And for the most part, it's just, hey, we're, we're diving into game preparation now. It's a whole new kind of mindset, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. They, they wrapped up camp. You know, they no longer can – you know, have meetings or practices in the morning and and not have anything going on but football, you know, because now it's back to classes and so they'll, um, you know, uh, get into that game week form and, and start going, you know, in the evening and then, um, you know, do, doing the meetings in the afternoon before the practices. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, training camp's over. It went by fast, I feel like, but they went through on Saturday, um, if you watch the report, they kind of went through like a game day simulation, you know, warming up. They had a halftime, and so it was kind of, you know, that's a, a lot of both Baker and, and um, Stephen Parker, when we talked to them afterwards, they had talked about how it was good for, you know, the young players to kind of see how they do things on game day. And um, so, yeah, I think that was kind of the, the big thing on, on Saturday as well. Speaking of big things, it's one of my favorite features that you do every single year, and this year it focuses on J.D. Hatch and the Hatch family. Uh, You've developed great relationships with so many of the Special Olympians, Jess, and the Special Spectators, but uh, always always a really cool time, and to see the way these student-athletes, and obviously this was with football, to see the way these football players embrace this and give back, it's a really neat moment from camp and from the preseason, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I was saying this on Friday, the, um, you know, it's hot. It was the hottest day, I think, of camp, the day that they were out there. And the way that they still just kind of, and a lot of them, you know, did kind of stay out there and do some extra work, you know, and but the way that they all kind of natured it to spend time with, with them. And, and I think you can see in the piece, but Baker obviously was um, such a rock star with them, you know, because he was the one that everybody wanted to see. And so he, you know, made sure and spent time with every single person that was there. And Kenneth Murray was unbelievable with him. I thought that was so cool to see, you know, this freshman kind of, he would get, he got down on his knee with every single kid that was there, talked to him, uh, you know, asked him about their day, introduced himself. And so there were a couple guys that were just, that really kind of spent a lot of time with them. So I thought that was really neat. But yeah, uh, the feature is out on JD, uh, went out yesterday, um, uh, we've tweeted it and, and put it out on social media. And um, it's uh, kind of a couple of different messages, you know, the uh, the Special Olympians and, and kind of the importance of that. But then also uh, J.D.'s mom is um, uh, battling some health issues, going to need a transplant. So it's kind of kind of telling, telling their story. And so I think there's a couple of important messages in there. So if you get a chance, check it out. By the way, uh, we're going to play Jess's report in our final segment, wrapping things up from the game day uh, simulation, if you will. But I, w- I wanted to, so with that said, I just wanted to go back, Jess, and personally, I know this means a lot to you whenever you're able to tell these stories. And what did, I, I, didn't, I don't remember the number that Brandon brought up, but, you know, I, I'm, pr- I, I hope that you realize how much I appreciate the hard work that you put into it. But there always seems like there's a little bit something extra personally for you whenever you're, you're able to do these stories and tell these stories of the special spectators and the special Olympians that come out and take part in so much of what Oklahoma athletics do. Yeah, it really, I mean, I think it's no secret how passionate I am about telling stories. That's why I got into this business. But um, kids, kids take on a different level for me. And um, the Special Olympians especially, um, you know, it's just I, I uh, throughout the years I've volunteered at Special Olympics events and it's just it's, um, you know, they're, they're just so special and they're, they're such great people. And, um, you know, I just I think we could learn a lot about how we should live life and if we could, you know, approach every day like a lot of the Special Olympians do, the world would be a lot better place. Um, so and then, you know, the way that the also, Coach Stoops has kind of, um, you know, established this. I think it's really neat that Coach Riley is carrying it on. And, you know, with with having the special visitors, not just the Special Olympians, but, you know, the Grow You program is mm-hmm. really important to him, the way that, you know, it's beyond football. And, and it's about, you know, again, contributing to your community, to the world around you, beyond just what you do on the field. And, and it's made it's becoming better people because of it and so um you know that's become a very important initiative to him and and so i think it's neat how he's carrying on you know a lot of the things that coach Duke started but also kind of um, establishing his own kind of version and so of of how you know that what they're doing so i think that's been really neat to see as well and it will continue to be a a big deal around here as well i think it's been been awesome for for the players as well great stuff from jess i urge you guys to 
Go watch her feature on the Special Olympians, the Special Spectators. It's so well done. It will give you great perspective and positivity for the rest of your day. All right, that's obviously a rather lengthy episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thank you so much again for downloading and listening. Thanks to Teddy Lehman. Thanks to Toby Rowland. Thanks to Jessica Cootie. And thanks to you. Hey, on iTunes, leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. These things matter. Also, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Spread the word as we get ready for game week beginning less than a week from today. Everyone have a great rest of your week. We'll be back on Fridays. Toby Rowland will rejoin us in Chad McKee as well, too, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.